So this week, we'd like to welcome to the podcast a good friend of mine, um, U.S. Junior National Champion, the fifth U.S. lady to land a triple con- triple axle in competition, and a TikTok superstar, Miss Amber Glenn. <laughs> wow, that is an intro. I got so, it, right? You know, yeah, you know, hype man, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, I always like to start with talking about humble beginnings, um, and you grew up in, um, Texas, you've been there all your life. And I know coming from San Diego, you know, it's hot places are not necessarily known for ice, but I would think now it's almost considered one of the meccas and training grounds. So can you talk a little bit of how ice skating has come up in Texas and kind of your development there? Yeah, most definitely. I mean, Nowadays, it's not too much of a shock because I feel like over the last decade, like Texas, Dallas in particular, has really taken off, not just in skating, but as, you know, a city. Um, I remember only five years ago when I would say I'm an ice skater, it would be like, how? It's really hot here. And I'd be like, well, you know, first of all, I'm not skating on a pond, you know, not riding sports to, you know, skate on the lake or anything. Um, there's a lot of star centers here that's run by the Dallas Stars, and uh, those have been around for the last uh, two decades or so. And so there's a couple of training centers that and a few uh, malls that have ice rinks in them as well. But over the last, like, 10 to 15 years, especially the last five years, uh, Dallas has really blown up in the figure skating world, you know, we have pairs national champions. Now we have so many, you know, lower level national champions, you know, juvenile, intermediate, novice, junior. We've had multiple junior champions come from Dallas figure skating club. Yeah. yeah. Over the last couple. So it's, it's really taken off. It's, it's cool to see. I mean, just in a, in, in marketplaces that, you know, they're, they're not the Colorado's, the Boston's of the world. Like it, I don't want to, it's not like right. a, uh, like a newcomer story, but I, I just love seeing skating coming from different places, which, you know, naturally means like the sport is growing overall and there's more kids getting into it outside of, you know, skating on ponds in Minnesota and Canada. So it's really cool to see. <laughs> yeah. I, and you did start skating in a mall, right? Yeah. I, I think I remember I did. that. Yeah. yeah. For almost a decade actually. And you know, it was not the best ice. Uh, but we had a lot of elite figure skaters actually come from that rank before it shut down. Oh, uh, no, no longer. RIP. No, no. Yeah. So now all of us are at star centers of some sort. So, yeah. And so you, you're training with the Canes. You've been with them for quite some time. Um, and, and I, I mean, personally, I'm a little bit biased, but you guys have such an amazing atmosphere. I think is just a family goes and everyone's so tight knit so supportive of each other Mm -hmm. from the lower levels, the learn to skate, you know, all the way on up to your national level champions. And uh, I've always taken akin to how, you know, your friendship with Ashley Kane has been over the years. And how did that kind of come to be? Do you remember kind of the first time you guys um, met up with each other? Yes. uh, It's actually kind of crazy because I met her when I was, I think I was seven at the time. So uh, she about five years older than me. So she was like 12, 13. Um, I think she had just won like novice nationals, like with her partner in pairs or something. I could be completely wrong on that, That's but yeah. I knew she was a pair. Yeah. Um, and there's a big rink here called the Galleria, which you know of, but mm-hmm. some people might not know. They have a humongous Christmas show every year. And I was, this, you know, itty bitty little pre juvenile <laughs> that, uh, wanted to be in it so bad. And there was a contest that you could win to be in it. Oh wow! And yeah, so I trained so hard. My mom helped me pick out my little outfit and my, you know, program, uh, to do. And I was just so pumped to go out there and do my double toe and, you know, just really do great. And I had the biggest smile on my face the entire audition. And I ended up, uh, winning. Oh wow. The prize, you know, the prize was to be able to skate in the Galleria Christmas show with uh, David Peltier and Jamie Saleh and then uh, Ash and her partner at the time. Oh, uh, that's so cool. So they were, 
yeah, they were in it as just, you know, they were invited to do it and we're getting paid, you know. Mm-hmm. I was just, I had won a contest and I was like, oh my goodness, you know. There's pictures of little baby me standing next to Ashley and just looking at her like, oh. Uh, I think I've seen and, those pictures. Uh, They're so good. Yeah, you know, I'm full head shorter than her, <laughs> just up done to be out there. And like, I hadn't really seen pair skating yet in my life, like mm-hmm. in person. So when I saw them, I was absolutely stunned and terrified saying, I will never do that, but awesome for them. Uh, you know, so there was a couple of years in between that mm-hmm. and me really getting to know her once I started climbing the levels, once I was about uh, intermediate novice is when you know, she kind of was like, who is this kid? Yeah. <laughs> you know, because I was internationals. And then I had gone and gotten uh, second at novice nationals, which she had done two years previously. Mm-hmm. So I saw her at my first, like, big na- big girl nationals, as I said. Yep. And uh, she's like, did you see I got second? Like, you got second, like, a couple of years ago. We're, like, the same. Like, we're both from Dallas. And, you know, it's really cool. I was just you know, embarrassed of myself, just so excited to meet her. Um, and yeah, over the years, we eventually, uh, we became competitors at one point once I got to senior and, uh, we still had a friendship then we just weren't, you know, training with each other every day. But mm-hmm. when we saw each other, we were, you know, very social mm-hmm. and, uh, eventually it came a time to where I had stopped skating and I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I switched over to the game. It's, it's kind of crazy. I think in a sport that's so driven that you're competitive. I mean, there's a competitive nature to it because you're an individual on the ice going against someone else. So, but there you guys, uh, so many competitors are so friendly and there's no hate. There's never any like, Oh, I, I wish ill will upon you all. Like I feel like in, maybe some other team sports, but, um, you're so supportive of each other. Um, I think as a whole, uh, any of the senior ladies, um, all the way on down and, you know, outside of that, I was as well, I think makes the sport unique, which maybe a lot of people don't see, you know, that you guys are so tightly knit overall as a, as a group. Oh, most definitely. You know, like I, I talk in, in the locker room and just joke around and have a good time with all the other girls mm-hmm. uh, at NAS and so on. Like, especially nowadays that we're all a lot closer in age and I'm not, you know, the baby walking yeah. in being nervous. Uh, but people automatically, they're like, oh, you're a figure skater. Oh, I bet she's catty with her competitors, you know, Tanya Harding. Danny yeah, Harrigan, I, I mean, like I that, think that. that's that's like the stigma behind it. I don't know why. That's exactly. Oh, oh, it's ridiculous. Anytime I start talking to someone outside of skating, they're like, huh. It's just always something of, oh, I bet you're like really competitive, really catty with other people. I'm like, no, I'm chill. Like, I want them to do do their best and I want to do my best. And like, wherever that lands being great, you know? Yeah. It's never, it doesn't, hasn't, hasn't ever seemed to me talking to you or anybody else that's like, oh, you know, fall, 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 Tanya Harding, like, I'm going to break your knees. <laughs> you, know, yeah. you guys are so chill with each yeah. other, which is awesome to see. Yeah, and I think it's also just in this sport, you really mature really quickly. Mm-hmm. And by the time you get to senior, like, most of us have all gotten to the point and to the age to where we're doing this because we truly love it and because we – truly have a passion about it not because our mom and dad are making us do it like some young kids yeah so we just have an overall respect for each other and understanding so i feel like that's why we're not like that stereotype do you you remember what age you were when you um started competing senior um my first uh so at nationals i was 15 but that entire season i was 14 to put that in like perspective i think at 15 i was just trying to figure out how to turn on the computer or something like that like (laughs) not doing anything worthwhile and probably most people to that (laughs) same respect so um yeah yeah, for and I've always regarded you right. Like I've always regarded you as so mature for your age, and I've never like looked at you as like, oh, you're you're younger. 
and so I have to treat you like a kid. And most skaters I'm able to, yeah, have an adult conversation with 18, 19, 20s. Doesn't make a difference if you're 14, 15, 16. Talking with Elage a couple weeks ago, it was that thing. Like, yeah, it just made me, I had to mature really quick to know that I can, you know, swing with uh, the big boys or the big girls in that respect. Right. And of course it took me time to feel comfortable with that. You know, Mm -hmm. I was, I I would go into the locker room and feel like I had to put on a mask to be, you know, really mature and chill. When in reality, I was so nervous to go out out and compete at my first international. (laughs) And now I just go out there and enjoy it. You know, of course I'm still nervous, but I don't feel like I'm having to pretend Mm -hmm. to fit in. Like, I feel like I can actually just be myself and just go and enjoy everything rather than, oh, I got to make sure that, you know, I don't act silly or else people are going to think that (laughs) I shouldn't be skinny or I don't fit in or that I'm too young. Yeah, no. You know, I wish I could have. Not at all. Like, hey, just go and enjoy it. Like, stop trying to, you know, act more calm or more like this just because you want to fit in. Like, We'll talk about that a little bit too in, in your confidence and, you know, fitting in that uh, for, for like your nerves. I know everyone goes through it. Like there's no way you don't have some sort of nerves if you're going out in front of 100 people versus 5,000, 10,000 people. Is there something that you have done as a routine or just training that, you know, kids can start working on at a younger age that you would recommend for stuff like that? Yeah, definitely. I mean, just making sure that you get comfortable with your programs. So by the time you go out into competition, you don't have to overthink everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like it's really important. Uh, you know, having some people won't have, you know, certain phrases or like corrections going into things. And I feel like that's really helped me over the years, making sure I have a few key thoughts or words that I use uh, when I go out to compete to kind of ground myself. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, pull myself back into reality and back into the situation I'm in, not, you know, when I'm out in an arena at National saying, oh, what's on that guy's hat out there, you know, in row right. 17B? Yeah. It has actually happened to me before while competing. <laughs> um <laughs> I've talked to, I don't remember who I was talking to, was like, yeah, I actually make eye contact with people in the stands. And it just, then I stopped thinking about what I have to do next. And I just kind of flow. I'm like, isn't that weird? Like, wouldn't you notice some weird things with people? (laughs) Yeah. There's certain moments in a program where that's completely fine. And it's actually good. Like, of course, you want to bring the audience into your performance. Mm -hmm. But... When you're thinking about what shirt someone's wearing in the audience going into your triple X, <laughs> yeah, probably no. not. <laughs> no, that's definitely not. No, not n- not good. Not good. Um, it was there a moment just you know when you stepped out into arena that you kind of were like, oh my god, I'm I'm here kind of thing. Uh, whether it be a nationals or a grand prix, like. The crowd size or the crowd energy did was there any one of those like aha moments for you oh yes i can pinpoint one exact moment okay okay do tell first international support of my free skate short program i was in like one of the first groups there weren't a lot of people there and i had done that short it was the same short i had done the year before so i was really confident in it and no one was really looking at me too much because i was first year senior just kind of going out there doing mm-hmm. my thing so I go out and I get a clean short you know did the best I could got a decent score so I was in the second to last warm-up group at my first oh, year nationals which at the time was a big deal so getting ready for my free skate all of a sudden they're like cameras following me around <laughs> during my warm-up I'm like, oh that's so cool so I start just just not focusing on myself and I was trying to make sure I was you know not being silly like usually at that point when I was warming up I was doing crazy cartwheels and having fun and getting my mind mm-hmm. off things but I was trying to act like more professional because that's what I thought I needed to right. do so 
so I got into my own head and I remember thinking oh that's weird like whatever I just got to go do the same thing as yesterday put my skates on and they open the curtains and it's just absolutely packed all the way to the top of the stand and I my jaw dropped like I couldn't help it I was like (gasps) and they had shut off all the lights and you know we're having all the crazy lights going off what is this I had never experienced anything like that before and I, I felt, oh, that's, that's crazy. Yeah, I just felt my heart. I'm getting chills just here talking about this. So it's awesome. Yeah, I felt my heart in my stomach. Like I was just ugh, like, yeah, I was like starstruck by like nothing, by just an arena. So I definitely have that exact moment in my memories forever. <laughs> yeah, it's quite a difference going out, you know, like I said, from 100 people to maybe 10,000, which. You know, I've seen some of the arenas that you've skated in, the, the amount of fans that are there and the audience, and you've grown in that respect to kind of em- embrace that fandom, maybe, <laughs> and the energy, and you can definitely tell, like, your performances, you're, you yeah. play to the audience, right? And you say that it's a learning process to figure out where to get there to that point, right? Um, which is so awesome to see. Um, yeah, I that, that's crazy. I don't... I don't uh, think I could step out in front of an audience like that, let alone, like I said, get in front of a TV. So. <laughs> More of a radio guy. <laughs> I am I'd definitely be... a radio guy. <laughs> you I, I've been told, I've been told multiple times that I've got a voice for radio and I should have done it. So that's why I started this whole thing. And then everyone's like, oh yeah, you do all these YouTube videos. I'm like, yeah, but I don't, I don't have to like dress up or have a background for that. <laughs> like, I'm good. That's, that's cool. And rate, so radio is fun for me, too. Yeah, I love it. It's great. You know, going in, like I said, the last couple, seven, seven years, yeah, I think it's been seven years, um, of kind of this rise to where you're at now. Um, and I think a big part of it, like you said earlier, was a big part of you feeling confident in yourself and being the Amber Glenn that uh, 2019, 2020 has been. Mm-hmm. Has been quite a change. Um, can you can you talk and in a good way? In a good way. Can you talk about that a little bit? And part of that, I'm I'm sure, is attributed to your coming out, right? Um, yeah, I and, mean, and putting it's, just it's definitely put it all been out on the line. Let me know what you got to say. A wild ride, you know. I feel a lot different now, of course, but you know, nothing's really changed much since before. I just decided to finally let my walls down and just stop pretending and stop, you know, hiding parts of myself. I was always worried about being too, you know, aggressive when Mm -hmm. I skate or too powerful and I needed to be more delicate or I needed to be, uh, you know, less expressive and more, uh, I don't know if the word's mature, but more graceful and even off the ice, you know, I felt like I needed to be more ladylike or more gentle. And that was my like internalized of, I need to be, you know, more girly. I need to, you know, I need to like guys, like I need to do all this and I need to, you know, be normal. And I slowly started to let that go and stopped thinking that way. And the more I did that, the more I improved in my skating, the more I improved in my mental health, the more I improved on my relationship in my personal life. And eventually I was like, you know what? I, Mm -hmm. I'm confident with who I am and I had been for a long time. Mm -hmm. And I was just, I was ready to rip the bandaid off and just, you know, of course, I was terrified. Uh, I had no idea it was going to end up being as public as it did. Um, you're in the public spotlight yeah. now, remember? You're a senior lady in front of PAC Stadium, so. Yeah, it, it, it definitely blew up more than I expected, for sure. But, uh, you know, it was time, and I heard a lot of stories afterwards that I helped some people uh with their coming out to their families or to their you know peers and Mm -hmm. that made everything 
you know, I wanted to do worth it. And luckily I wasn't faced with too much criticism. Um, I think it's, and that, uh, go ahead and finish up. Sorry, that was like, I feel like the last step I kind of needed to take to be able to just enjoy everything, including my skating and just be me, I guess. And that sounds so tacky and so cheesy, but it's just true. <laughs> oh, really? I mean, you, you, I, like you said, you haven't changed in who you are as yourself and more as, um, the public persona that's come out. Like I've always, I feel like I've known the Amber Glenn as the Amber Glenn. Yeah. I mean, you're the same. <laughs> I'll say it. You don't, you've been the goofy kind of fun loving, you know, but really powerful, powerful on the ice. And, and that's, part of the stigma I think that surrounds the sport and I talked about it with Elage on the flip side that there seems to be some sort of I hate saying it but there's a femininity about the sport where it's totally not I mean it's such a powerful sport when you look at how you guys train how strong every skater has to be to go in to do what you're doing I mean come on yeah Mm -hmm. like that stigma needs to change you know Exactly. It's a sport. Like, yes, it's artistic, but it is a sport and it takes a lot of training and muscle to make things look as effortless as they do. Like, it does me. It's not. We're putting effort in. We're trying. Yeah. <laughs> the the mental stamina plus the physical toll that you put in and, and then you're, by the way, you're performing too, right? I mean, you're putting all that together and I'm a little different for pairs and ice dance, but you're on the ice by yourself. Like, right. Give me some kudos here, right? <laughs> yeah. For younger kids that are kind of fighting this battle and whether it's tearing at them internally or externally and, you know, I, you are such a big proponent of and supporter of like mental health. And um, is there anything you would say to younger Amber or, you know, kids that are going through this, like as words of advice? Yeah, I mean, if it's anything to do with being in a sport or dealing with expectations, you are more than you're just your sport. There's more to you. At the end of the day, you go home and you live as yourself. You're not living as, how was my double axle today? Well, that determines how good of a person I was. Or, you know, well... Mm. I got this at this competition, so, you know, I'm not good enough for X, Y, and Z. That is just totally incorrect, and at the end of the day, there's more to life than your sport or just skating, and it's more important to take care of your mental health than anything, because you have to have that the rest of your life. Skating it's a wonderful sport and it's something great that I love. It's not the end all be all. Yeah. And, and is there a turning point? Was there a turning point for, um, and stop me if I'm going too far, but like reaching out for help, like when would you, I've talked to a couple of people about like, when's enough enough, you know? Yeah, no, definitely. And I wish, I just, I wish I had gotten help earlier than I did. I struggled for many years just battling myself uh, at such a young age. And, uh, you know, I was probably about 12 when my issues really started taking grasp and taking hold uh, and just got worse the higher level I got. Um, and, you know, that was back 2012, 2013, where there wasn't as much, you know. Maybe even social media presence. Right. You know, there was more of a stigma surrounding things. Uh, there wasn't the same amount of attention brought to this. So I just kind of suffered silently. And uh, it got to the point to where it just, I couldn't do any daily tasks or anything uh, back in like 2015 is when I really hit my lowest. And, mm-hmm. you know, I've been lucky enough to be able to build myself back up from that. But, you know, I truly hit rock bottom back then and I had to pick myself back off the floor and, you know, rebuild. But I wish I could have just told my, my younger self, like what I just said, there's more to you than just your skating. There's more to you than just your size and more than 
your looks just put yourself first, stop putting your sport before your health. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it, it's, it's a lot of what comes around of being an elite athlete. And I know it's, it's outside of sports too. It's, it's the, um, I'm trying to say the image that society paints for you and which they shouldn't. Right. So, um, but it's the pressures that come from it. And so is there anything like, is there anything that we can do as a sport to help with whether it be mental health, being open about yourself and, um, yeah, I don't know anything we can change, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I feel like one thing, yeah, has been athletes being more open about their struggles, about, you know, not being absolutely perfect. Because people like Gracie Gold, when I was younger, I looked up to her and thought, wow, she's just being asked, like, 2014, the year she was right. like, wow, she's just so perfect. And I was you know, really struggling at that point as well. Uh, you know, she probably has no issues, you know, is just doing amazing. In reality, she was struggling, you know, with her own yeah. mental health at that. And I had no idea. And she probably had no idea that I was struggling too. You know, I had just won junior nationals mm-hmm. and she had just won senior nationals. And we probably both looked at each other and thought, wow, she's doing great. I bet she's, <laughs> you know, yeah. doing amazing. You think everything's okay when you're at the top, right. you know. And, you know, that's one thing is it's easy to pretend like everything's okay when you're getting results, but the second the results go away, you're not left with anything. Right. You can be more than your results. You, sh- you are more right. than your results. Right. And, you know, I feel like nowadays there's so much less of a stigma on it. Things are getting better and better, but we can't stop at that like we need to keep things going and continue to be open when we're comfortable enough to be open about you know some struggles we might have had and younger people might be able to relate and they might be able to seek out help before it's too late for anything yeah i think uh, social media has definitely created a a better culture and a, a better way for um people to find uh, role models and people to look up to in, in more of an authentic way too, that it's not just pretty pictures on Instagram all the time anymore, right. which is great. I mean, yeah. it's such an evolution of the platforms. Um, so, so for skating and um, LGBTQ athletes, like you've seen more, I think, and, and I'm, I guess, new to the sport, in the bigger picture, there's so many that have come before me, but, um, and us, I guess in general, but in the last maybe four or five years, you've seen more and more athletes come out, even being in the Olympics, stuff like that has, has been kind of, I guess, big news. Um, is there, is there a better way to create a better culture for people to come out and talk about, you know, being an LGBTQ athlete and, I, I don't know. I feel like maybe the media pushes so much of it up that people are like, oh, I have to live up to that. Do you feel any of that at all? Yeah, I don't know, definitely. That's a confusing question. <laughs> I totally get what you mean. And the strange thing is, is that's why I wanted to try and do things subtly. But trouble, I don't know. I tried. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes sense. Had to be subtle. You know, and I, it was just a small thing in an article in Dallas. Yeah. So I thought, oh, that people in the Dallas area might see it. Like, someone might share it on Facebook, whatever. Like, mm-hmm. it, you know, I'm not going to – it's not going to go anywhere. And then it started to blow up, like, the day after. You know, media companies from around the world were publishing articles about, you know, me coming out and without, you know, even requesting anything from me, just going ahead <laughs> and doing it. Yeah, wow. wow. It, yeah, I had to completely stay off social media for like two days because it was just overwhelming in a great sense because it was overwhelming. It was positive. But sure. yeah, yeah. It definitely was a lot to see and a lot to handle. And I had such a fear of rejection or, you know, biphobia or, you know, not being accepted or, 
you know, gatekeeping in the community. It was a big fear of mine. And mm-hmm. luckily, I had people around me that really supported me. Uh, but I know that it can be stressful to try and live up to others and other people yeah, I mean, coming out, you know? Yeah, I think that's – I mean, I f- and I'm not in the position to make this – make judgment but i i feel like that definitely when you look at the sport and the athletes that have come out in the sport um they the media portrays and it's a it, there's still good stories like an adam rapon and eric radford um you know it, it's just so talked about um and even you know karina manta um was that last year two years ago um there's so much talk about it that like there should, but there should be more. I don't know. There should be more stories of being able to be open and be true to yourself mm-hmm. instead of oh, I have to compete at nationals to, you know, be talk able. about it. now. If I don't get up there, do I really want to do this? Because no one does. Anybody? Do you do you fight that side of nobody cares, or do you fight that side of too many people care? Yeah, I think everyone should just do what they think will make them feel most at peace with themselves. If you just need to post on your private Twitter account that like four or five people follow, Hey, guess what? Or, you know, this is who I am. And if that makes you feel better then do it, just make sure you're safe in that, you know, I mean, that's all I can say that you're in a safe space around safe people then do what makes you feel best and there's you shouldn't be feeling like you need to be this you know huge celebrated person in order to be important to come out like everyone who comes out of the closet or you know it starts to accept themselves that's important and that should be celebrated it doesn't matter if you know thousands of people are finding out or just your parents it's still a milestone and something that should be celebrated. That was very, very well said. <laughs> very well said. Again, showing maturity in your age. It, it comes out every once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> so then on the lighter side of things, if we're talking about maturity, we have to talk about TikTok. <laughs> no, my goodness. I mean, you are... Uh, <laughs> I, you can say TikTok star now, maybe viral, uh, so you know, funny. a million views on some videos are kind of a big deal. Oh, my god! I told myself for months, I'm not going to download that. I'm not going to download that. All the kids at the rink were downloading it. And I saw them, you know, in the flop practicing their little TikTok dances. And I was like, oh, you know, it's cute. Little, you know, young kids are doing it. Whatever. And then my sister got onto it and she got a couple of like viral things going and I was like, Oh, and she was like, you know, getting brand deals off of it and stuff. I was like, Wow, okay. So this is like turning into a legit like social platform. Like people are really getting onto this. So I was like, you know what? I'll download it. And I downloaded and just watched like, you know, cute animal videos for a while. And <laughs> you know how yeah, it goes. Yeah. You oh, then you start to get sucked in and you're like, okay, you know, I uploaded a few like skating videos with friends or whatever, just for fun. And then one day I was like, you know what, I'm a, I'm going to learn a TikTok dance and do like a jump with it or something. So I mm-hmm. did that and I posted it and it just all of a sudden started to take off. And after like two days, it was at like 500,000 views. And I was like, what? what? And, you know, half of those were because one of the training mates were just took a hard fall in the background and I didn't even know. Yeah. I'll post that up. I'll post that. Don't worry. Oh, it's so good. Uh, shout out to Fiona. We love you. But my God, have the contact. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> Anyways, so that kind of blew up. And I was like, oh, wow. So I started, you know, started posting more and then I had a couple more go a bit viral and, uh, you know, I've had a lot of opportunities come out of it and I enjoy, you know, in my free time doing, you know, these fun trends or dances and I'll just upload some skating videos every once in a while. But that's like, 
I, that's you. Like I've known you as I, that's you doing stuff like that. Forever. Yeah. Just, I mean, I won't be afraid. I, I love to just act silly, just act stupid, you know, just to make, I love making people smile or laugh or, you know, that's exactly what it is. You said it right there. You know, I gotten to the point where I'm like, I don't care if I look like I'm just acting stupid. If it makes my close friends and people around me laugh and happy, it's totally worth it. And I'm if I'm having a good time, then whatever. <laughs> oh, you're you're making millions of people laugh all across the world or smile, oh, not that's, laugh, laughing that's, with that's, you. It depends on the that's video. <laughs> there's a couple where I have attempted humor, so. What what is uh what's the quick creative process that goes through your head when you're like oh I got I got an idea? Uh, it really depends. There's like there's one that I guess you could call it creative. You know, it's me dressed up in you know what I would go out in, which is usually you know some back, black uh, baggy pants and you know like a black uh, top and my chains or my crazy makeup that I like to do sometimes versus mm. when I dressed up in a pink skating costume with my hair in a bun looking like a ballerina. And it's just two completely different sides of me that, I mean, both of them I feel comfortable in and that I enjoy and I feel like I can express myself in, but they're very, very different, very contrasting looks. And, uh, Oh yeah. People call it like uh, a bra girl versus, you know, like a girly girl. And I jump between those two just constantly. So that's kind of. Isn't that more like a punk rock? <laughs> goth, not got emo yes, mix? Yeah, which is me. I, I, I'll admit it, you know, I have that to me, but also like the not afraid to go in the mud or just you know, hang out with the guys, kind of bro, like whatever, mm-hmm. which Kevin knows, you know. <laughs> that oh, I, have- I, I know it's, yeah. it's, it's funny. Cause like when we, when I come to Dallas, usually only in Dallas, uh, when we all get to the chance to go out, um, and get dinner or whatnot. And, and you're, I don't know why 75% of the time you're still in your competition attire. And you haven't changed out of any of that. I'm like, hmm, this is different. Amp- I mean, this is Amber, but it's, it's, something's off. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's the Team USA jacket, which I guess is kind of a big deal. And then there's that dress that's under there that has the rhinestones all over it. But <laughs> it throws me off a little Yeah, bit. yeah. It's, it's definitely a different side to me. But, uh, you know, I'm used to jumping back and forth between it, but I – you know, realize that to some people that might seem abnormal. <laughs> How long did it take uh, for you to create that TikTok to change outfits? Oh, I don't want to admit it. Probably a good almost an hour. <laughs> just because I was, Ooh. yeah, just because I, uh, you know, had black makeup on. So it, it took quite a minute. So I'll ask you a couple quick questions to wrap it up. Um, we've been going for a little bit, which is great. Uh, for you, in however many years you've been skating, what are some of the most, I'll say memorable, but also like favorite places to compete? Oh, goodness. Uh, one of the most beautiful was Courchevel, France. It was my second ever Junior Grand Prix, and it was in mountains. Absolutely stunning. Had some of the best food I have ever had there. Um also, South Korea, I mean, Seoul was amazing. It didn't hurt that it was my first four continents, and I was really excited for that. Uh, yeah. But the fans and everything were absolutely wonderful there. Yeah, I know that the, the um, Asian community takes really big to uh, you know, figure skating in general, and they love the sport. Yeah, I can't wait to go to Japan one day, though. That's at the top of my list for sure. I was just going to ask, so you've never been? No. Okay. Okay. No. I was wanting to go HK this year, but. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know. Japan is definitely something I can only imagine with skating, but even outside of that, I mean, such a wonderful, wonderful country to go to. 
Um, so, you know, we talked a little bit before, but what's in store for in 2020 for you? My goodness, what's in store for 20, like in 2020 for any of us? My God. Um, <laughs> That's true. Well, yeah, you're right. <laughs> there are some virtual competitions that are going on. So we, you know, are, I'm just taking that day by day and week by week. I'm just trying to train and, you know, improve all my programs, improve all my, uh, you know, technical skills and abilities. Uh you know, hopefully there's a nationals. Hopefully there's whatever they're planning on doing with Skate America. Um, but you know, everything's still kind of up in the air, in my opinion. You know, you never know what's going to happen next. Uh, so I'm just trying to accomplish my goals, which is to the big one was for Triple Axel, and now it's getting it really consistent and programmed and. Uh, you know, maybe popping in some quads soon. You never know. Uh, Ooh, I like that. <laughs> I'm definitely going to start working on them a bit more now that I have the axle down. Um, kind of crazy mm. to think of. <laughs> um, yeah, but... I'm coming out of COVID and quarantine and everything. For um, I remember getting a text of a uh, triple axle video um, <laughs> going, oh, my God. Did I just see that? And then it, you know, it got up yeah. on Instagram and everything else. And I'm like, oh, okay, this really is official. So I mean, it's <laughs> so awesome to see. Yeah, again, yeah. you talked about it earlier, breaking breaking stigmas, breaking barriers. Yeah, I mean, I had still I sort of started working on it uh, in November of last year, and then I taken like this really bad fall, late December, and kind of stopped working on it before national. Then, uh, you know, the whole COVID quarantine happened and I just really focused on myself and my goals and what I wanted to do and the rest of my career in skating. And I was like, you know what? I want to get this triple axel. I don't care. Like mm-hmm. I, it has been, cause it had been since I was 12 years old that I had learned a new triple or a new job. So I was like, it has been almost eight years. I want to, I want to get something new. I want that feeling again. So I was like, you know what? That's my goal. I want to do this. Oh, that's awesome. So I just, you know, really committed to my off-ice training during that time. And I probably started trying it about two weeks after I got back on the ice. And I was just, you know, really making sure I did injury prevention and uh, was just, trying it until you know i think i got it but i have it down in my date i think it was july or june 10th not june july yeah july 10th is when i landed it and i had gotten back on the ice around mid-may so about mid-may to july 10th was I was just hammering it every day, you know, and it goes to show if you put your head towards something, you know, you can, you can accomplish big things. Right. Especially, you know, I'm not a little, you know, young girl, (laughs) like I, you know, I'm 20, almost 21. And I hadn't, like I said, I hadn't learned a new jump in almost nine years at this point. That's kind of crazy so, to think about. I didn't know that. I did. Um, yeah, that's crazy. It is, it's still weird to this day. You know, it's actually gotten more and more normal for me, but it's still weird going in. And I'm like, wait, you know, this is still something new to me. Yeah. Nine, I, I mean, 10 years. Think about it a decade's time of like, I haven't had to teach myself your body that. Right. It, it's so strange. That's awesome, though. I mean, I'm. I'm I'm so happy for, you know, you and all that you've accomplished, but then also, you know, you being, again, like you said, true to yourself. And Thank it, you. it's so, so much fun to be uh, a part of, even if I am just this bystander on the side watching um, every <laughs> now and then maybe putting a pair of boots on you. But uh, no, it's, it's, it's really awesome to see, truly. Hey, I mean, I wouldn't be where I am without those boots. I mean, <laughs> honestly, like it's a big part of skating. So thank you. No, no problem. Um, any anything else uh, you'd want to mention? Talk about? Shout out? 
I mean, not really. It is Suicide Awareness Month, so just, you know, reach out to your friends, your family. Uh, never be afraid to ask if they're okay. And never be afraid to say, no, I'm not. I need help or I need, you know, to talk to someone. So perfect. that's really all I can say. <laughs> Man, I've, I've known so many friends go through that up and down. Um, and especially these last few months with everything going on. Yeah. Um, and there's no better way. I mean, we're so connected with technology just to send a text, just to make a phone call. I mean, just yeah. to see what's up, say hi, and go through. So I did this exercise a while ago, and I, I love encouraging people to do it. But scroll through to the bottom of your text messages. And it might be four or five years ago and just text someone randomly just to see what's up. Dang, that is, you know, that's actually something really, that's really cool to do. And build the connection. But like you said, check up on people. I mean, uh, there's so much that goes up around, yeah, but you, know, you don't know what's going on right now. You know, it's such a crazy time. Right. Exactly. Well, well, cool. I appreciate you taking the time and uh, coming on. And I'm sure we'll have you uh, on again to chat soon. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. And I hope some of my rambling makes sense. Well, that was another uh, great episode on uh, Beyond the Rink. Um, Kevin, congratulations. I think that was your first uh, solo effort without uh, me. So- solo ride. And- Had to shake off the jitters <laughs> there. Uh, but but Amber, Amber's a blast. Amber is such a fun fun loving person to talk to and having known her all these years, having known, uh, kind of what she's gone through in the ups and downs. I mean, it's, it's really great to hear from someone like her to help the younger kids relate, you know, that no matter what level you're at, you can be going through something, you know, that someone at the top has, um, we're all human beings. That's the one thing to remember. Yeah, I think uh, I think you're right, Kevin. And it, it was interesting for me because I, I don't know Amber personally. It's uh, you know the skating world's a, a small world, but uh, sometimes there's skaters uh, you know from right next door that you haven't had the opportunity to meet, and you know age is a little bit uh, different as well. So it was it was fun for me to listen to uh, to you guys chat and get to know Amber a little bit. She's uh, obviously extremely genuine. Um, so that was that was cool to see, and I think you know she's she's obviously comfortable in her own skin now, but uh, that's been a battle. She's that's something she's had to work for, and um, I think her advice to younger skaters is something that we should all pay attention to, and the the necessity to reach out and, and get help for for mental health. And I think that you can see with Amber that that was a, a huge um, sort of thing that happened to her uh, growing up and, and being in an elite sport and, and now she's at a place where she she feels comfortable in her own skin and that's uh you know that's a beautiful thing to see definitely and, and she did mention at the end there you know we, we just passed uh, suicide awareness week so you know definitely yeah. do reach out Re- reach out to people even if you're in a good place reach out to people that you know you may not have talked to in a long time or that you know are just going through something um and, and make sure you establish some sort of communication and ask i mean if you are going through something too please don't be afraid to ask please don't be afraid to send a dm um shoot a text message i mean it's it's tough i i cannot say i've been in those shoes so i'm sure someone who is there is like well kevin you know you make it sound so easy but you know we just need to remember that there's a lot of other people going through something as well there's there's going to be people no matter what, if you're at the top or you're at the bottom, there's always someone lower, there's always someone higher. That's just a quote that I always like to live by and kind of remember in the day-to-day, but uh, yeah. Yeah, you're absolutely right, Kevin, and, and it was it was really cool to hear, you know, Amber's perspective on, on looking up to someone like Gracie Gold at, at the Sochi Olympics and, and seeing her kind of um, riding the wave of, of success that she had um, around that time and, and thinking, you know, she's got everything. And, and you know, as, as history will tell us, uh, even Gracie um, has struggled. And, and so I think it's, uh, you can never really read a book by its cover and, and you should always treat people with respect and, 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 and kindness because you never know what they're going through. And I think to Amber's, Amber's point about, you know, again, with advice to young skaters, just don't equate yourself with missing that double axle in training that day. That's, that's not who you are. That's, uh, 
that's not the the sum of your parts. Yeah, and, you're more than uh, skating. You know, there's more to life than just yeah. Whether you be a you're a skater, you're a scholar. Um, what what happens in one moment of your life does not define you as a person. Absolutely, and I guess the the other cool thing to see was just, and we've talked to some skaters that are still still competing right now, and um, just with you know the COVID era and the pandemic, it was it was fun to see Amber setting goals for herself, and you know that was one of the bright spots in in the skating world through through this whole lockdown was. Um, you know, the social media posts and the explosion of uh, popularity and in, in that video of seeing her, you know, nailing that triple axel. That's, that's fun to see. And, you know, I think we're, both of us are excited to see what Amber can do. And I think the skating world uh, is, uh, is excited to see what she can do as we get back to competitions here. Yeah, super pumped, super excited to see everybody uh, and, and see what they have uh, to, that they've worked on during COVID. Um, obviously, Amber's got some big tricks in the bag. So, uh, it'll be super exciting to see what else is out there. You know, we've talked to, like you said, we've talked to some other skaters too, that, uh, Hey, training doesn't stop. Training has never stopped. So, um, kudos to all you guys still working your tails off out there and staying motivated. Amber Glenn, good girl from Dallas, right? I think we'll close with that, Kevin. The, the cool thing that we're, we're kind of experiencing just doing the show even is, is kind of the different walks of life and different corners of the earth that, that people can come from. And, uh, over here in, in North America, you know, a place like Dallas, not necessarily synonymous with figure skating, but, um, it's become a hotbed lately. And, um, it's really, it's really cool to see, um, some of the talent that's come out of there and clearly the sort of grassroots presence that's there is, is, um, seeding some good things. And, uh, we're excited to see, uh, who else we can talk to and, and learn things about different, uh, corners of North America and, and parts of the world. And, um, you know, I think that's what makes, uh, figure skating so cool. Well, we thank everybody for listening. You know, all the usual, make sure you're liking, subscribing, and, uh, appreciate any reviews and feedback you guys can give us on Apple podcasts and Spotify. Everything helps and stay tuned. We got more to come from different walks of life in the skating world. We'll, See you next week.